welcome to a very festive fun with procurement. My name is Emma Edwards. I'm your host today and a part of the marketing department at 2 by 2 Fun with procurement is a place to listen to for any procurement professionals and anyone who's interested in procurement to get invaluable insight into the issues facing us today. With us once again, our speakers are Rob Kissick, founder and CEO, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> A bit of a Christmas joke there. It just fell flat, sorry. And Nathan Swinney, um, head of category at 2 by 2 This episode is a very festive Santa supply chain procurement excellence and what we can learn from it. Starting with a very um, relevant question, what is the funniest or most memorable Christmas gift you've ever been given, Nathan? Well, that's a good question, Emma. So uh, I once received a knitted Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jumper, which, uh, to be fair, I was thrilled about. I was 30 at the time, but still, I wear it every year, and it's it's very warm, and it's 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 lovely. So I, I really like that jumper. Lovely. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. Rob? That's an interesting one. Um, I'm intrigued to find out which one of the turtles was it on there, or was it all four of them? <laughs> it, it was all four, Rob. I, I have a particular yeah. favourite, which is Donatello, but um, all four. <laughs> Excellent. I was more of a Michelangelo fan myself, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's all good, all good. Yeah, from my side, I think most of my funny Christmas presents, I think, have tended to be secret Santas, and uh, I'm I'm notoriously bad to buy for, uh, apparently, um, so I'm told. But I think the two of the strangest gifts that I've got, least useful, shall we say, and funniest. So I actually sitting at my desk here, as I looked around. I realised I've got three different random Secret Santa presents within arm's reach from uh, from the last few years. So this is one, which is a Spurs snow globe. I am a Spurs fan, so that's not entirely um, ridiculous, but um, that's I think I've used that about twice in my life, and that's <laughs> slightly Christmassy, I suppose, for today. Uh, and then the other one is, years ago, I got given this, which is a an electric forklift kind of remote control forklift, uh, which I've somehow managed to break, but actually is quite fitting because I was bought that by an ex-colleague after doing some forklift driver training and accidentally leaving the tines, which are the, these bits at the front, down on the ground and doing a 180 degree turn and leaving a massive oh. grey mark across the whole of uh, the floor uh, outside the warehouse that we were operating at the time. Uh, and so they thought it was quite funny to buy me that. And uh, yeah, that's probably my, uh, my I, funniest. I, I once managed to uh, shrink wrap myself after after uh, driving a forklift truck by accidentally getting myself onto a turntable, tripping up against a pallet, and then the shrink wrap machine went on. It was quite dangerous, actually. But uh, we, we won't we won't go any further into that. Well, too, in a completely random, um, in a, in, a, in my very first job based in Safeways, that's how what they used to do to people's cars when they left. They used yeah. to shrink wrap their cars, oh, um, <laughs> so, which is so people would leave that leave on their last day, and as they went out to the car, they'd realise it had been shrink wrapped. <laughs> Anyway, you're reminiscing about your um, Christmas gifts it reminded me of my strangest one, really not not uh, funny. But um, yeah, I was about seven or eight on my sister wrapped up her first tooth that fell out and gave me that as a present. So I, <laughs> I don't think I've kept it. <laughs> How lovely. So, anyway, so, so. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. We all know the huge operation that Santa mm. runs and how costly yes. it can be. 
And if something in the supply chain goes wrong, it could be disastrous for those children. So with that in mind, procurement at the North Pole must be huge. Can you give us an overview as to how it's managed? Should we start with you, Nathan? People don't often think, do they, about the procurement implications of Christmas. It must just be me um, thinking about it well in advance. Um, But think about it for a moment. Santa has to deliver roughly 2.5 billion to 2.5 billion children. He has to travel over 5 billion miles all within 24 hours, delivering billions of presents. Now, the industry behind that and the the supply chain behind that must be huge. And so, yes, it's all condensed into one night. But actually, I imagine the head of procurement at the North Pole, the elf head of procurement, must have quite a lot to deal with throughout the year. And this comes back to good supply chain management. And that's what today's Christmas special podcast is about, which is the North Pole and uh, supply chain management. So yeah, every year Santa receives letters from across the globe and those letters provide uh, demands from children and and requests from children as to what sort of presents they're looking for and what toys they're looking for. And and obviously uh, Santa has to stay on top of the latest demands and the latest in-demand toys and trends. So how does this work from a, a procurement perspective? So it's about good supply chain management. And uh, as mentioned, we have the workshop at the North Pole and we have the the procurement department, the elf procurement department. And in its simplest form, supply chain management is the activities required by the North Pole, by the organisation to deliver the goods, the toys to the children uh, at Christmas. And the activities required to get the goods needed, could it be raw materials perhaps, to make those toys and then to, to ensure that those toys are delivered by Christmas morning. So there are quite, there's quite a lot involved in, in supply chain management and, and uh, uh, perhaps Rob, you could, you could take us through some of the stages of supply chain management. Yeah, thanks Nathan. So I, I think, I mean, planning is certainly one of, one of the things you mentioned there it is absolutely critical. And I think, you know, I suspect from a, from a, in the North Pole, there's an awful lot of planning goes on well in advance of Christmas around how they can you know, identify what they think the latest trends would be and, and you know, do they um, buy it in? Um, so they, do they kind of you know, buy it in from other suppliers el- elsewhere or do they make it themselves? Uh, and I've seen many a Christmas video uh, of elves busily working away in their uh, in their factories Indeed. in their in their offices trying to make um, various different wooden toys and uh, yeah I'm trying to remember some of them off the top of my head I think Elf is probably the uh, the one that comes to mind first which is uh, one of our, my favourites and my family's favourite Christmas film certainly so there's a lot of planning that goes in in terms of whether they make or buy whether they manufacture it or not and then I think one of the key things, and it's become a key thing, I think, for a lot of people in terms of supply chain management that you've got to be thinking about at Christmas time is around where you're sourcing your products from. So in an earlier podcast, we talked around social value and the impact of kind of what we buy. And I think actually that's important to think about as well in terms of are you buying your wood from sustainable sources in terms of the toys that are being made? Are we buying in terms of the kind of raw materials, whether it's going into lots of people seem to want mobile phones. Certainly if you sit in my house, people want mobile phones for Christmas or laptops or various other things. 
you know, and all the different components that go into that and having to buy and source those in a sustainable way. A lot of the procurement that I've done, certainly in um, kind of global procurement, that inspection process and making sure that uh, what you think you're buying is actually what you're getting and has been sourced in the right way is, is a key component of that. The bit that I think must be the biggest challenge with Christmas is demand management. How on earth Santa Claus Father Christmas knows 12 months out what it is that the latest trend is going to be. But that's certainly something from a supply chain management perspective that we've really got to be hot on. And uh, the elf head of procurement, as Nathan mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. I think must do an awful lot of, of kind of reading of various different magazines and publications and looking at what are the, the latest trends or what they think the latest trends are going to be going forward in order to manage that demand. The last thing you want is to ensure that you run out halfway around the world, Father Christmas runs out of the the latest mm-hmm. gadget or the latest toy that, that kids want. And you end up with the, rather than lots of uh, happy letters pre-Christmas, you don't want lots of grumpy letters from children after Christmas saying, you know, you didn't deliver me the thing that I was expecting. So yeah, demand management, I think, is a, is a key aspect of that. And the thing that I've always kind of, I've always wondered is where does it all get stored? You know, the North Pole isn't that big. So actually, in terms of the inventory management, you know, all the component parts, but then also all the finished parts and all the finished toys, where does he hold us? I talk about finished parts, maybe he holds them in Finland. Uh, Who knows? Where are those things being held? How is he storing those? How does he manage the warehouse of that's actually kind of holding those and kind of stock management of that? I must admit, I think it probably would be a little bit beyond me. So yeah, so that kind of demand management into production and then into the warehousing, I think are, are key aspects of supply chain management that I hold Father Christmas and his elves in uh, in high regard in terms of their ability to manage that year in, year out and uh, making sure they deliver. And then the final part of that would be around that transportation and dare I say it, the return of goods. We've all had them. We've all had that thing that mm. somebody's bought for us and we thought we've made the smiley happy face and thanks, we're really grateful for this. And then at the end of it, we've got to ask for the receipt because it's not the right size. I've been guilty of that on a few occasions. We won't go there or, um, you know, they didn't like it or wrong colour, etc. And uh, yeah, so it's all gone wrong. So returning of goods as well. How do you deal with returns? It's a big question. It is. It must be a, a huge operation at the North Pole. And we can't rule out the use of magic. Of course, Santa is, uh, you know, magical and and therefore, you know, his his warehousing clearly must be like a TARDIS. I imagine a small hut in the North Pole, you walk in and it is acres in size and it has to be to store, you know, what, 2.5 billion presents every year so it's about uh, understanding the categories you know the elf head of procurement has to sit down and categorize what are all the purchases and we talk about direct purchases direct goods things that they need for that production of toys and then we talk about things that are indirect spends so indirect spends are things that support the production but are not necessarily part of the the making of toys it doesn't go into it's not materials for the toys so so you've got the direct goods as Rob mentioned, the raw materials, you know, the um, the suppliers that bring in the particular components to help the elves build those toys. And then the indirect. I imagine the North Pole needs regular snow clearance. You know, that is a service of indirect nature. There's clothing for the elves. There is a regular supply of mince pies that, that is required. You know, there is the energy required to uh, run the workshop. I'm sure there's a elf maintenance department that needs to uh, keep up with the production line. And of course, the all-important reindeer food. So, you know, all of these are indirect spends, not directly related to the toys, but help produce 
those toys. And, and all of that is under the control of the elf head of procurement. So he has to categorize all of those and then make a uh, run what's called a make or buy decision. Can he make that in the North Pole or does he have to buy it in? And one of the risks and the difficulties with purchasing at the North Pole is is the North Pole is is hidden. It's a secret place. So you can't just have a supplier lorry turn up. I imagine they have to have an elf supplier team that goes out globally to suppliers to secure and and seek the delivery of those goods and actually probably organize their own deliveries because obviously Santa's location is a secret. So we can't talk about that. And then it's a procurement strategy for each of those categories. Which categories are the most critical? Rob talked about you know, some of those raw materials, wood, you know, some some uh, component parts, some of those will be uh, critically important. So what's the supplier relationships needed for those? And, you know, we've seen uh, in the last year, very difficult supply chains, blockages in supply chains. And I'm sure Santa's on top of that. But obviously, it's about understanding the the, the key risks in which categories are the, are the key risks. So lots to think about, Emma, in, in the North Pole. is a health, health head of procurement is very busy, I have to say. He definitely is. Thank you for that. And um, I think I know the answer to this based on what you've just um, said, but how important is it to monitor the supply chain? Critically important, critically important. As mentioned, Santa has one night, one night a year to get this right. And his reputation, I mean, thus far his reputation has been solid certainly in my house i'm sure in rob's house with my children he's never failed and uh, that that is a huge huge responsibility on the elf head of procurement at the north pole you know it's important to monitor so you can plan accordingly and as mentioned yes it is down to one night but there are 364 other days that the elf head of procurement has to manage in terms of monitoring that supply chain and making sure that that supply chain is is resilient. But one of the difficulties, and Rob touched on it, is demand management. So unfortunately, most letters come to Santa in December, and that's encouraged by you know various uh, Santa's grottos that appear throughout the, the month, and it seems to be getting earlier every year. But I welcome that earliness, and, and lots of parents will not be very happy with this, but I encourage you to get your Santa letters in in July. And the reason for that is to be able to give the, the elf head of procurement plenty of time to plan, because we need to. they need to know what the demand is and what are the latest toys, what is the, the requests going in, and how are they going to plan that supply chain around that? What conversations are they having with suppliers? I imagine there's a very, very good elf research and development team at the North Pole that are keeping an eye on trends. I understand, I may be incorrect, but I understand that their forecasting is roughly 95% accurate every year in terms of what toys are going to be in demand. And therefore they do, they are able to plan their supply chain accordingly. But, you know, it's important to get those letters in early, parents, if you're listening. You know, July is not unreasonable for a procurement person. It gives a, you know, a good five months lead in time. And anticipating demand from across the globe, you know, it's about understanding the risks and that is critically important. Where does the head of procurement, the elf head of procurement at the North Pole foresee the risks in that supply chain uh, strategy? Which categories are the most important that he's got to get right? And has he planned early? Has he got those supplier relationships in place? And is he managing that throughout? So uh, it's about reputation. Can't afford to get it wrong, Emma. Definitely not. Don't want to upset all those uh, little children. <laughs> Rob, have you got anything to add? 
Yeah, I think the the other side for me is around that supply chain risk in terms of understanding the different countries and the different aspects of how you deliver it and the logistics around that as well. I think about trying to do global delivery of presents in one day, you have to understand the landscape. You know, we, we had the issue a few months ago with the Suez Canal, with the, the ship that had kind of blocked the canal. Well, okay, well, what's the impact on that? Nathan said the elf head of procurement is going to be sitting there and the elf head of kind of logistics is going to be sitting there going, right, what's this going to have an impact on in terms of materials, in terms of our delivery times and timescales? And, and I'm sure because they've got so much experience of doing this over you know, hundreds and hundreds of years, that they've got kind of buffers built into their timing and their planning and all that kind of stuff. But actually, you know, what happens if you suddenly get an issue trying to deliver into a particular country where there's been a, a disaster or an emergency? Or I'd be really interested to understand actually from a supply chain perspective, do they deliver everything out from the North Pole on kind of Christmas Eve? Or actually, are they doing forward planning? Are they putting stuff into countries in advance, you know? As you know, in the hope that you know, if, if you've got children that are putting their their bids in, their their letters in for stuff in July, are they saying right? Okay, actually, we're going to do some early fulfilment. We're going to we're going to move that forward and we're going to put that in place. Mm-hmm. And so it's in, you know, China or Egypt or Hungary or wherever it needs to be delivered early December, so that if there's an issue anywhere, we can you know, we can move it in. It's already in country. Because you've also got to think about customs clearance. Now, how do you? How do you do all the paperwork associated with moving mm. goods internationally? There, there's an awful lot of paperwork that can be associated with customs invoices and you know bills of lading and all various different things. So we've got to make sure that all of that information, all that paperwork is done in advance as well. So there's a huge operation there within supply chain management that from a Father Christmas, they, they must have, I'm sure they have regular strategy and planning sessions about what products need to be moved forward earlier. Where do they store those? You know, do they have, does Father Christmas have secret warehouses in the UK where he's storing currently all of those goods, all of those toys, you know, all of those laptops that he's kind of waiting, ready to deliver on Christmas Day, you know, and uh, and how does he protect that? You know, is it a case of, you know, magic that he's, you know, these, these warehouses all around the world are, you know, you walk into them and they're like a TARDIS, so it's maybe a little box somewhere that you didn't realise it was like that, or, you know, a phone box, or are they giant warehouses somewhere in the countryside that, you know, we don't know about for, you know, disused airports where Father Christmas is storing up all this stuff ready to deliver on Christmas Day. So there's a big thing, I think, around that logistics piece and how he, how he moves the stuff around, which is an interesting one to think about. Thanks both. Yeah, it is a huge job. Um, yeah, the mind boggles thinking about all the elements involved. There does seem to be every year one elusive toy or game that um, there's just no stock of anywhere. I'm thinking of last year, the PlayStation 5 was extremely difficult to get a hold of. So how do the North Pole to deal with the supply shortage? So uh, it's a very topical question, Emma. And, uh, you know, Santa is no amateur when it comes to supply chain management. Uh, as Rob mentioned, he's been doing this uh, hundreds of years across the whole spectrum of history he's had to get through you know disasters wars all sorts of things you know that have happened and so you know supply chain shortage is a a specialism i imagine for the elf head of procurement and it comes down to understanding and having in place good supplier relationships so notwithstanding that make or buy decision not so much of an issue if you've got the raw materials already and you're 
you know, you're making those uh, toys, you can control certain elements of that. But what if there is a shortage in some of those uh, uh, materials? And so it comes back to understanding what are the critical risks. So as mentioned, we categorize based on, on those direct goods that go directly into the toys. If one of those direct goods is a strategically critical requirement of a strategically critical purchase and what i mean by that is it presents a high vulnerability a high risk high exposure in terms of failure if you can obtain that material and also it represents a high cost i don't know whether santa pays in chocolate coins or whether he pays you know in whatever currency but regardless the budget would be high and, and if it's high exposure high risk and it's a high cost item is what we call the strategically critical category and that comes from something called the supply positioning model so the head of elf uh, procurement there the elf head of procurement would need to have some good long-term relationships in place with with suppliers if it's not a product that they can they can make themselves they need to be able to have a a good long-term relationship and and relationships can be anything from distant to um close relationships depending on the type of category so a distant relationship would be arm's length, transactional, or you could have a, a really close relationship, which could be a strategic alliance with a supplier, a partnership, or something called co-destiny. And it, it comes back to the, the how important is that particular category of requirement. And then it's about having good, strong strategies in place, having good terms in place, and the supplier understanding that this is a really important item for the ELF workshop and working together on risks, having a good forward visibility of issues. So we we know, and Rob touched on some of the logistics issues, shipping in particular has been a problem. There's a backlog in shipping at the moment, and particularly seeing those risks down the line, you can work with your supplier to basically look at alternative opportunities to uh, mitigate those risks. There's also diversification of specification. So, you know, in some cases, there might well be a global shortage of a particular material. So can the elves work their magic in another way? Is there, if the supplier, after trying everything, still is struggling to secure certain materials, and you've seen that way down the line because you're well on top of the risks and you've been working with your supplier and there's still no way through it, then it's then time to talk about how can we diversify that specification? What alternative materials could be better suited? I know for a fact that Santa is exploring recyclable materials. Everything needs to go green. Obviously, sustainable procurement is very hot at the minute. I'm sure Santa is looking at recyclable materials so you know there's a huge amount of waste that goes to recycling every year can santa do something with that can he work with his suppliers around that to to repurpose and reuse and, and recycle those materials and I'm, I'm sure that's high on santa's agenda uh we don't want the north pole defrosting do we so clearly uh, santa, it's, in San, it's in santa's interest to to make sure he has a sustainable supply chain the last resort then is looking at alternative suppliers so if having done all of that we're still having issues and it's a strategically critical item and we've exhausted all that the the last resort is then looking at do i need to diversify my supply base is it the supplier or is it is it a global issue that all suppliers can overcome and so the key message the key message is being on top of it the elf head of procurement at the north pole has to has to plan has to be able to understand the risks 
has to be able to categorize those direct and indirect goods. He has to understand the implications of, of those purchasing strategies and work with suppliers that are sympathetic. And fortunately, Santa's reputation, I imagine every supplier wants to work with Santa and therefore, you know, they could command great terms and great relationships with suppliers. Supply chain shorted, Rob, any, any comments from you? From my, my understanding is that Father Christmas was Santa was, was impacted by COVID. Normally his global supply chain is out there dealing with, you know, meeting face to face with a lot of the customers and other manufacturers of toys that he uses and, and provides every Christmas. But I think he's done a lot of work over the last 12 months, I understand, to move to more remote working, which is a relief. It means now that he doesn't have to have his team quite so dispersed and, and globally dispersed, which is which is good. Uh, it's obviously um, helpful for them as well in terms of their staff well-being. Uh, and I understand that they've, uh, they're have they also looking at hybrid working as well. So there's a number of things that benefit um, that Father Christmas has put in place to support his staff over the last uh, 18 months. And part of that really is about how do you ensure that you're retaining those staff to be able to deliver year in, year out for kids around the, around the globe. As part of that help where you've got continuity of individuals and you've got continuity of relationships, you know, procurement we talk, it's about people, it's about individuals talking to individuals, you know, buyers talking to sellers, but it's actually, and, and suppliers, but it's actually, you know, it is about relationships at the end of the day. So, you know, I know Father Christmas has put a lot of work and, and time and effort into investing into relationships between his team and his team of elves and um, suppliers out there to try and ensure that they've got that intelligence early on of when there's going to be products and issues um, with supply chain. So that's the first thing I think is making sure you've got strong relationships with your suppliers is definitely, definitely critical. It's about being aware of what potential issues that might come up. So, you know, things like Brexit and um, changes in, in kind of policies in, in different governments, again, it's being aware of what those are and making sure that um, you've built that um, flexibility and agility into your supply chain uh, to be able to handle those. And I think that's one of the one of the key phrases for me is is around that agility. How Father Christmas was building an awful lot of agility uh, to his supply chains because he gets a lot of. I'm sure he gets his letters in July, but a lot of that demand comes very late. How he structures the supply chain to be able to cope with that, I think, is is important. I guess he, if I was Father Christmas, which obviously I'm not, but if I was, I would probably be looking at how can I influence the market as well. Um, so if I think there are going to be, you know, shortages of certain products, then actually, can I use my, can I leverage the the relationships I've got with suppliers to say, you know, the PS5 last year, can you just ease off a bit on the marketing of that? Because otherwise there's going to be a load of children that might get disappointed if we can't, we can't meet that demand. So I'm sure there's some conversations going on there as well, that maybe, you know, some of the suppliers will, will ease off a bit on the marketing of some of their products where they're struggling, because it's not good for the suppliers to be seen to be short and not being able to fulfill it and it's certainly not good for father christmas so again you know leveraging those relationships and working those relationships with suppliers and uh, seeing how can you, how you can use that to have an impact on demand to maybe offset some of the shortages thank you both i completely understand now why father christmas wants those christmas lists in as early as possible so mm. we'll all have to try and help him out with that well he he, <laughs> so, he checks them uh, once emma and then he also checks them twice so <laughs> it's 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 very important it is to summarize then um what tips do you have for supply chain procurement excellence i think the message is is plan ahead have good visibility of of what your requirements are categorize as mentioned understand what are your strategically critical categories and, and items 
You know, it's about uh, finding good suppliers for those strategically critical ones and, and long-term relationships where possible. It's about continuous improvement. How can we continue to, and this is what the ELF head of procurement does for those 364 days. He has one day off a year, um, Christmas day, obviously, because it's all done. Uh, but for the 364 other days, is looking at continuous improvement all the time. How can we make this supply chain more efficient? You know, how can we ensure a good supply throughout the year? And I have no doubt that despite the, the late letters received, that the ELF workshop is busy throughout the year. I'm pretty sure they have a, a short shutdown period for maintenance, maybe a Christmas party. I would expect when Santa's back, a wrap-up party. But certainly, you know, work starts in earnest on, on January the 1st, and uh, it's about continuous improvement as mentioned and one of the key things that's very important at the minute and rob touched on it is that sustainability in the supply chain as well that compliance and accountability you know and as mentioned santa if anyone is is conscious i'm sure of of the impact of of uh, global warming particularly the impact it has on on the sleigh and um, the ability to to obviously get out of the North Pole and that, that that's critically important. So I think that sustainable supply chain, I'm sure is at the, the forefront of that. It's about risk management. It's also about supplier positioning and understand, you know, what, what do the suppliers view you as, you know, what, what's their preference? Do they see you as, as a, an opportunity? Do they see you as core? Do they see you as a nuisance, those suppliers, you know? So again, it's about understanding uh, the supplier's perspective of your procurement and to learn from it, you know, so supply chain management is, is continually developing, it's continually evolving, and it's important to, to never sort of get comfortable. It's always about challenging and, and asking, can we do this better, you know, and, and working with suppliers in that spirit of mutual sort of continuous improvement. Thanks, Nathan. Have you got any last tips for us? Rob? I think that key thing uh, for me, I think Nathan's done a really good summary there. So I, I, not a huge amount to add to that other than that that critical piece of, of planning ahead. I think whenever you're looking at you know, procurement supply chain management, that planning ahead, early engagement, understanding what that need is, but also then understanding how your suppliers, how you can work with your suppliers to deliver that uh, most effectively, I think is, is a critical takeaway from uh, how Father Christmas must uh, deliver the excellent supply chain that he does. Thank you both. That was a very interesting insight into Santa's supply chain and we can all learn from it, I'm sure. If you want to find out more about our fantastic speakers, you can find them on LinkedIn. They would be more than happy to connect with you, I'm sure. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and found it useful. Our next episode will be New Year, New Procurement, where we'll talk about the changing environment in procurement and how you can keep up with it. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Hope you all have a lovely Christmas. Uh, see you next time. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.